Hello guys. So what's happened? How how is it in your neighborhood? You know. Um it's this is like the third month of the lockdown. I mean we started in um like March and um, April, May, June. For crying out loud, this half of the year is gone and we're still on the lockdown and really we don't know we don't have a clear idea of when it's going to stop. I think the easiest, the closest that anybody expects things to come to normal will be around October. And before you know it, this year will be up. So what, what, what I'm going to advise you is this. I know if, for example, you are a student, you are, the academic year is mixed up. I know a lot of uh, people who are working are out of jobs now. And some who are lucky to be working, have to be working, you know, have to be working out and remain where they work from home or I mean there's so much restrictions I don't even know it's not even convenient even those who are still going to work it's not really convenient because for example Lagos State still has a curfew so that means you can be you could go out in the morning and be on the way back from work and police will stop you and say what are you doing out at night and you're just simply coming back from work and Lagos traffic does not recognize um, COVID so what I'm just going to say is, I do have all the right answers. So I'm going to say as much as possible, please, okay, you know, practice this distancing, okay, stay home, stay healthy, uh, protect yourself, wear a mask, stay away from crowds, please, God helps those who help themselves. I happen to know a man of God, a pastor, who died uh, in the UK, somebody I know very well. I'm not going to say that it's because he was careless, because he was one of the people, he died in the very first month of this COVID thing, like, like basically he caught the infection in February, and, and that's terrible, and he was sick throughout March, and he died for the end of March, and that's terrible, okay? So, so if those who caught the infection first, and had to suffer so much before they died, um, if they died with the ignorance, the least we can do is to take all the information, the um, government and the health organizations and the World Health Organization is telling us and fucking stay at home. I'm sorry, pardon my uh, uh, language, but I just got to put it out there. Stay at home, okay? And protect yourself. If you have to go out, then go out. But you know, the more, the more people who are, the, more, the less people are going out, the more the spread of this contagion. And frankly speaking, if we all stay put for a long period of time, I think within a month or two, we'll see this thing is done. The reason why we are still hanging in here is because, uh, because the reason why we are still having all this restriction is because some people are still spreading it. You need to see, get the statistics. On a daily basis, like 200 people is getting in Lagos, and those are people that are getting counted. And usually, they count them around two weeks after the a week after they've gotten it. That's when the, the load shows in their, in their um, test. So please, 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 okay, take care of yourself. Don't be part of the statistic. Um, what has happened recently? Yeah, I think the most one of the most you know. The depressing things that happened was 
in the midst of all this, Hosh Papi got arrested. If you don't know who, who Hosh Papi is, he happens to be a, an Instagram personality who, I think his name is Ramonion, calls him Raymond, and I guess some, some white guys are calling him Raymond. But basically, Raymond Abbas has been, was involved in fraud and was living a larger life, uh, lifestyle. And the US government got to know about him and they put tabs on him. And the next thing he was arrested from uh, UAE and deported to the US where he will face justice. And what is sad, what is so sad about this is this. You know, even before Black Lives uh, Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter campaign started, we Nigerians, um, we've been facing a kind of persecution that is that is it's just different, you know. Uh, it's you know there's racism and then there's the additional burden of being a Nigerian. I mean, living in the UK once, I had a Gambian call the police on me. We were sharing the apartment and he called the police on me. And when I was on the phone, the policeman said, "What did I do? What did he do?" Referring to me, and the guy said, "Oh, he's a Nigerian. Like being a Nigerian is proof of." A crime, you know, and, this, and the guy said, So, what if he's a Nigerian? What did he do? What are you accusing him for? He's in my apartment. Is this his apartment? Yes. I mean, ah. <laughs> anyway, the policeman didn't answer me. But it just shows you that, you know, you have levels of. There are people that I met while I was studying there that basically just hearing I was Nigerian thought I was a tough guy. Okay? And I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm the most gentle person, one of the most gentle people you will ever meet. So we have that. We have there's the there's the the madness of the racial inequalities in the society, and then there's the additional stigma that some people think being a Nigerian simplifies. But well, it doesn't make sense because when you look at the predominant amount of the black people, people of color who are making strides and who are you know paying attention to education, who are likely to be, you know, doing great things in their career. They're Nigerians. We we are all brought up well in a uh, you know, culture that you know that you know promotes working hard, being diligent, being honest. And all it takes is just a few very, very rotten apples to spoil, you know, the whole thing. Now, if they, if, if you, I see this kind of relativism there that, you know, people always feel as if, you know, you use one rule for one and they use one rule for another. I mean, of course, per capita, there are lots more uh, white people committed crimes. I mean, they are after all the majority. But when racism actually is where you use the actions of a few and then you put it over the population and it's injustice and it's unfair. And it's it's a situation where the whole society is presumed innocent until proven guilty. But if you color your skin is dark, then you are presumed guilty until you know otherwise, and the police treat you to such. And then add on top of that a thick layer of Nigerianness. But you know what? 
there's this thing we say in Lagos, we know the carry last. We're gonna make it, we're gonna keep pushing up. So fuck you to Hush Poppy and all the people who are doing foreigner and doing fraud. I hope you get caught. I hope you spend the rest of your life in jail. I hope this has a lesson so that you um, you know you stop advertising crime as if it's a cool thing. Okay. And then the other thing that crossed my mind is this. Uh, thinking of uh, Hush Puppy, I also remember the other guy, this Invictus guy, who was also you know, arrested for fraud and, and also uh, in, in going through his prosecution, prosecution in the US. Now, one, one of the most funniest things about Invictus would be was that after he did his fraud and discussed his money and he came back to Nigeria and was living large, he was not only content to just be, you know, inventing businesses and everything. No, he was going all around talking to people like a motivational speaker, you know. And that's the fucking thing, you know. We have this where there are lots and lots of people who are working at busting their, they're trying to create value, trying to make a business, okay? Trying to 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 make a use, a, create innovation that will lead to. That will create more wealth and will make you know, make a bigger cake that will make the whole society richer, make everybody benefit from it. And then those some of those people, you know, just because by just by the nature of entrepreneurship, where some people have got to fail. I've had my share of failures, you know, I have, and it hurts. And then you pick yourself up again, you try it again, and then one guy comes and he begins to talk, inspire to aspire, like. You know, this motivational bullshit. And but behind the fact of that empire to aspire, deep down inside what he's been doing is, you know, scamming companies of millions of dollars. And then basically a fugitive in Nigeria. Uh, and you know, shaming the whole country. So fuck you, Victor Zobi. I hope you get what you deserve, okay? I hope you spend a long time in jail. I hope the US gets to Seize all the ill-gotten weight and restore it back to the people you stole it from. So that's that. I'm just pissed off right now. I maybe it's the maybe it's the 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 COVID business. You know, everything is restricted. Money is not coming in, and and then the only people you hear about are all these bloody fucking assholes who are stealing money from people, and you know. And living a big life, and I know, I know, I know. Uh, as society, we have a lot of that. In the past, they were not stealing from foreigners, they were not stealing from abroad, they were stealing from Nigeria. Okay, lots of us, lots of you guys, you know, with well to do parents, you know, your parents stole that money from the Nigerian government. Yeah, I know a lot of people made their money the good old fashioned way, hustling, doing business, trading even farming or whatever. I know there are a lot of people that did that. Uh, I, I was reading about a man, he died recently, who's been doing his business, you know. His company was incorporated in 1948. Fuck, man. You know, when, <laughs> when the old man died recently, when somebody incorporated his company in 1948, do you know how long that business has been cooking? If that man is rich now, you, you, you can't say he doesn't deserve it. He won't have for his money, you know? So, uh, and those are real models. There are going to be a lot of people. There are a lot of people right now, all over the country, 
who are just doing the right thing, you know, planting their seeds, you know, uh, or, you know, you know, wetting the soil, you know, doing the necessary husbandry to create wealth, to, to, to hustle, to work hard, okay? There are people who are killing it, you know, legally, morally, ethically. So to all those guys, man, I left my heart. You're doing a good thing, you're making us proud. And you are the inspiration that we, you know, look up to. I'd like to look at that in the next, you know, 10 years time. Somebody's going to look at it and say, oh, I know Moron Fulu and yeah, he's doing, uh, I know when he started, man. He had his up and down, but he was consistent, was persevering. And at the end of the day, yeah, you can see when you walk out, this is the result. That, that I think, is what I want to be my own testimony. And I want to motivate everybody else to think in my terms. Uh, I'm going to make this podcast to focus on different aspects of my experiences in the entrepreneurship thing. And as I talk about them, it's likely that I'll also be writing about the same similar things on my on my but on my blog. So you know what? If you want to know what I'm up to, okay, what you got to do is go to um keybatty.com and subscribe. So Google keeps you know telling you when there's a new update and then you'll get it. And the same thing too, if you want to know uh if you want to listen to the audio version i'm going to make it so that both this audio version and the emails they have a home on the same on the same platform kibati.com okay and basically check it every week because there'll be something something to inspire okay and uh, something to encourage once again please wear your mask wash your hands um, stay safe, avoid crowds. We're going to beat this COVID thing. And we're going to see each other at the other side of the tunnel, okay? And victory will be yours. Have a great day. My name is Mono And this is Kibazi Speaks.